Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is the beginning of a work week. It is Monday. And that just means it's one week until Memorial Day. And if that just seems so bizarre to you, it is even more bizarre to me because I feel like time is standing still and yet time is elapsing. Very existential this morning. Anyway, uh, this is the program that attempts to take the mystery out of these very scary and trying times. And Mark and I decided to create this daily podcast because so many of you had questions every single day. As soon as the, the market volatility began and all these different programs began alongside the CARES Act and the government intervention and the Fed intervention. And so what has been gratifying to us is that so many of you have reached out and it's really been fantastic. So if you've got a financial question, please do not hesitate. Send us an email. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if you're on the website, jillonmoney.com, you can always find us. Just hit the contact button. It's in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, Interesting, uh, this is a week in terms of economic data where we're going to have a bunch of information about housing. I was looking at this New York Federal Reserve survey Um, which found that a lot of, you know, a third of Americans said their own household financial situation would be worse in a year. And that's the highest level on record that they fear job loss and low expectations for income and spending and the ability to get credit. But interesting on the housing front, for the first time since the survey was launched, which was back in 2013, respondents do not expect home prices to increase over the next year. I don't know. I'm thinking that I might take the other side of that bet. I'm not sure that the housing market's going to be hit as hard. Maybe it will be. Put it this way. If I were looking for a house, I wouldn't let this, I wouldn't let this time dissuade me. Um, As long as I've run my numbers and I've worked hard to be clear that my job and my income is relatively stable, I'd go ahead. Interest rates are really low and there still aren't a ton of houses that are on the market. I think that Housing is going to be really interesting to watch. By the way, even if prices were to be flat or down over the next year or two years, if you're looking at the long term, the same rule applies with the housing market as the investments markets, meaning that don't try to time the market. If you're ready to buy a house, you've run the numbers, you've made sure you could afford your mortgage and your payments and all of that, and it works better for you, and you don't need the flexibility of renting, then go ahead go for it. Okay. Okay. Kathleen writes, hi, Jill and Mark. Won't you be happy to see the end of these questions on stimulus payments? No, not really. Um, You recently explained that the payments are in essence a tax credit. My 2019 income was $94,500, which was $500 below that upper limit for single filers. I received a $22 stimulus payment. My 2020 income will be closer to the $75,000 figure. Can I expect to see a truing up in this case? Yes, you should. I think that you should be able to see that. Now, whether it happens or not, I don't know. But the way that the stimulus did work is that you got a smaller amount of money as your income crept up towards the limit. And so that's why that $22 seems silly. You know what? Go ahead like three nice cups of coffee, but you should see a truing up next year. And the same goes the other way, which is if you got it 
and your income is way higher in 2020, you'll see it truing up in the other direction. Okay. Holly writes, I'm a 51-year-old single retired army veteran. My income consists of a pension and VA compensation of $5,000 a month. Okay. I'm totally debt-free, including my house. I have investments at Fidelity after breaking away from a, you ready for this? Horrible, all caps. So I'm going to say it that way. Horrible financial advisor about two years ago. In the individual account, I've got 50, just let's call it $60,000. Roth has 200,000, cash savings of 150,000. I want to invest. Would you recommend no-load stock and bond index funds? I have about one to $300 a month. I'm starting a life coaching certification in September. Thank you very much. Yeah, let's go for it. I love the idea of using a no-load stock index fund, a no-load bond index fund. If you wanted to just be a little bit cuter, you could maybe do a, a U.S. stock, an international stock, and a general bond index fund. Love those ideas. I say go for it. Sounds like you're in great shape. I'm glad you got away from the horrible advisor. Dan says that I responded to a question that would go with a Roth over a traditional 401k since the tax liability today is known and the future tax bill is not. In my situation, I'm in a high tax bracket now. I had 32%. I earn 250 grand a year and I expect to be in a lower tax bracket, I hope. Although who knows, since I'm 49 And it's at least 10 plus years away before I consider tapping into my tax-deferred retirement accounts. I do anticipate living frugally in retirement on a fraction of what I live off today. Okay, so in my situation, do you also recommend putting all of my 401k into the Roth? My employer offers both same match. By the way, I love your show. I listen to the podcast every day. Thanks for being there. Okay, Dan... I agree. I would hope that you're in a lower tax bracket when you retire. But one way to hedge that is to say that maybe you take some of your money now and start paying the tax on that and have some money that is yours free and clear without any tax liability. You probably already have a bunch of money saved in your traditional and maybe now just put a little bit in the Roth and and then you got a little bit of both. I think that might be an interesting idea. I don't know what the actual dollar amounts are, but I would at least consider it. Here's the thing. Let's say you're in the 32% bracket right now. And that would mean, let's look at that. We need to make a bunch of money. Let's, I don't know if you're single or married. Let's say that you're single. And I'm going to make it up. Let's say you make 200 grand a year and you're single, right? And that puts you at the 32%. Well, I mean, is it possible because you have a, if you were to have a chunk of money saved in a traditional retirement account, that because of your required minimum distributions, your tax liability may be higher than you might imagine in the future. So maybe one way to avoid that would be to essentially say, okay, I'll put a little bit in the Roth, but I get it. I mean, 32% is a real number. Hopefully you will be in a lower tax bracket, but I do suspect that all taxes will be rising in the future. That's, I think, sort of a foregone conclusion. Okay. Ophelia says, I'm 63, single, no kids, still working, no debt. I love these people, right? My combined portfolio, individual stocks, mutual funds, IRA, and 401k totals $900,000. My mortgage balance is $82,000. I've got a hundred grand in an ex-employer's 401k and I don't contribute to it anymore. I'd like to pay off my mortgage using that 401k. 
What's the tax liability? And since I'm not retired, will there be penalties if I use those funds? Okay. Couple of things. No penalty, you're over age 59 and a half, but don't do this. Do not do this. You're still working. So what I would do is I'd take the old 401k, I'd roll the money into your current 401k, direct rollover. So the hundred grand gets added to whatever your current 401k is. Then if you really do want to pay off that mortgage, and I don't know what the rate is, the place you'd pull the money is from the accounts that are taxable accounts, not accounts that have not yet been taxed, not retirement accounts. So I would say, uh, you know, unless I'm missing something here, first and foremost is I'm not sure you need to pay off your mortgage. Depends what the rate is. But if you were to make that decision, do not pull it from that old 401k. Okay. No penalty, but whatever, you know, if you pulled that money out of that account, you got to pay tax on it. Who wants to do that? I would defer that. All right. Very good. That is it. That's Monday. Eat your Wheaties. We are going to have another great week. And I am so thankful that you guys listen every day. Please be sure to take care of yourselves. Be nice to each other. Really, this is getting a little bit nuts, right? Don't forget, if you can, even if it feels weird, you might need to take some of your paid time off. It may be important for you to take a break from this day-to-day and really give yourself some breathing room. This might give you an opportunity to kind of reconnect with some people, reconnect with yourself. So try to do that. It's really important. I want to make sure that everyone knows that we're here for you. Just send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. In order to listen to this show, you don't need to wash your hands. You don't need to keep socially distant from us. You don't need to wear your mask, but you should do that at all other times. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.